Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode 99 of Japan according to Akio.、Um, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, finally. I, um, if you're listening to this when it comes out, my apologies for the slight delay in this episode coming out. I've been trying to stick to the weekly schedule, but there's an ex- explanation for that which you will hear、um, coming up in the episode.、Uh, I also give, drop a couple links on you. I'll respond to a question from my man Rod. He, he raised quite a few really interesting points、um, that I addressed. In the podcast, and I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss anything else.、Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,、um, and, yeah. and finally, we go through a few links, and of course, a product review we get to a bit later on in the show. But again, it's not too long because it's kind of late at night when I'm recording this. But you know, it, I think you'll I think you will enjoy it. Don't worry, don't worry, I'm back. I'm back. I adjusted my sound settings a little bit more, so、um, hopefully this comes in all right. We'll see what happens in this episode. But welcome to episode 99. I think it's 99. I've I, I really realized I've been saying it completely wrong the past few episodes.、Um, my apologies again for this late upload. If you're, if you're listening to this live, You know, it's coming out a bit later than normal. Now, let me explain. Let me explain. It's been a crazy, wild couple of、uh, weeks for me.、Um, <laughs> if you listen to the previous episode, isn't it? Again, I, I always say this is really going to be a short episode. I'm just going to do、um, set up some stuff, answer a question. And、um, explain what happened. Then I'm gonna get out of here. It's like one o'clock in the morning.、Uh, I, I worked late, and yeah, I'm just trying to do this, get this uploaded before I go to bed. But basically, let me explain to you what happened, why this episode is a bit late. So, if you remember the previous episode, I was, you know, I recorded that just before Thanksgiving here、uh, in Japan. And I'm so happy I did that because、um, I recorded that on a Friday. And I pl- basically, what I planned to do was that Sunday I was planning on, you know, cooking and doing a bunch of Thanksgiving related stuff for my family. But man, 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 you know, curveballs come at you. Basically, I mean, nothing serious, but, you know, I'm, very, I'm a very healthy person.、Uh, I almost never get sick at all. It's been like six, At least six years since I'd gotten any serious sickness, but I got hit with.、Um, you know, if you listened, you know, you know, like、uh, family members have been sick. And I, get, I think that bug finally caught up with me. I think I was like fighting it off for a while and it finally caught up with me. Because, like, I went, I was at work and it was kind of strange because, like, almost halfway through my workday, I started getting sore, like my back. I was like, why, why is my back getting kind of sore? And I, I didn't feel so good towards the end of the day. And so, but I needed, you know, my plan was to go home, make a sweet potato pie, Sunday morning, wake up, go to Costco, get everything, cook all day, and we have Thanksgiving dinner. 
So, you know, I feel kind of like shit when I get home. My wife is like, she always, when I'm tired, she always looks at me like, you look really bad. You need to like, are you okay? And I'm like, normally I'm just like, yeah, let me just lie down for 30 minutes and I'll be fine. And normally I'm fine. Um, so I went and laid down for a little while and I felt a bit better after that. And I, yeah, so I cooked, I baked the pie, and I went to sleep. Man, I woke up Sunday morning fucked up. I could not get out of bed. I thought like, all right, let me just sleep in a little bit more. Maybe I'm just tired. Like that's what happens sometimes. Like if I, if I work too much, you know, my body is just kind of like, okay, I've had enough. I'll sleep in, you know, until like 1030, maybe 11 o'clock and I'm cool. And, and but like I slept in a little bit later and I woke up, I think at 10 something, and I could not move. And I was like, uh Oh, so, um, Costco's out of it. <laughs> so, um, I met, you know, this is my wife. I was like, come help me. And my wrists were like my forearm muscles, my inner, like the inner part of my forearm where my wrists are, were just, I, I had no power in them at all. So basically what I think happened was because, you know, I, I got hit with that virus, um, you know, my muscles were just aching, but I guess when it started really kicking in was when I was like baking and, and like, you know, you mixing stuff up and shit like that. And I, I fucked up and, um, overcooled my sweet potatoes too. Cause I went and like cooled them down and took a bath, which is a big mistake because they cooled down too much. So I had to like really like mix shit up, you know? So using a lot of like those forearm muscles, I guess that's what happened. And, you know, um, just really strained my muscles and my forearms. So like my whole body was sore, but my arms were just like, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking squeeze like an empty soda can pretty much, you know, it was, it was really terrible. So basically for the first time in like, I don't know, maybe 10 plus 10, 12 years, I called out for work. So I was in bed all day, sun, sat, Sunday, you know, stayed home on Monday, went to the doctor he gave me some medicine, which is um, some painkillers and some throat medicine and some antibiotics, which I didn't take. I didn't take the antibiotics. Um, I know someone, uh, you know, you, you can probably tell, like, I'm not really the most trusting of Western medicine. <laughs> I don't like taking Western medicine. And um, I just in general, I have a, um, a student friend here, you know, who is in the medical industry and a few people in the medical industry. So I've heard like a few different opinions and I'm not like telling you like, you know, fuck Japanese doctors or anything like that, but there are, you know, every doctor is different, but there are some doctors here in Japan, especially who really over prescribe, uh, antibiotics. So if you do come to Japan, use your own common sense, use your own common sense. And me personally, I try to stay away from antibiotics as much as possible. Like, just because, you know, the effects they might have on my, the good bacteria in your intestines and things like that, um, and the possible effects down the line it could have. So, I, I you know, I'm very weary, wary of that. Like, you know, if anything, like my son gets sick, I'm like, well, were there antibiotics in that? Did you give him antibiotics? Like, you know, thank goodness he goes to um, a doctor that's not really all about it, but uh, there are some doctors that just like anything, you know, it, especially because in Japan, um, some people, a lot of people really, you know, rely on, I, I've talked about before, Tantosho, a person who's in charge. So like going to the doctor, you know, and the doctor kind of a Western medicine has to prescribe you something. 
basically you can't just go to the doctor and they say, all right, get some bed rest and you'll be fine. Uh, in most cases, you know, generally speaking, they're supposed to prescribe you something. Right. And so um, a lot of Japanese, not a lot. Let me not stop saying a lot. Some Japanese doctors go with antibiotics. So, you know, um, and, you know, I was pretty sure I had a virus. I got a flu, uh, flu test. It wasn't the flu. So, you know, I was kind of like, I was like pretty sure. Well, it was, you know, my wife, my son got it two weeks ago. My wife got it last week. Cha-ching. <laughs> you know, same symptoms, same everything. So, and, you know, it was it was a virus, but you're giving me antibiotics. Like, I ain't taking that shit. So, um, and, you know, I messaged my, um, my student slash friend who is, you know, a pharmacist. And she was like, yeah, don't take it. Well, if you start taking it, then just keep, then you should take the whole thing. I was like, well, I can take that shit. She was like, all right, good. So, um, you know, but the um, painkillers really did help me out. Um, just getting over, you know, because I was just, my body was aching so much I couldn't sleep. So how that relates to the podcast and, and, my, and my work and everything is like, basically... My, my forearms were so fucked up I couldn't even really type for like a week I couldn't use like like my my job I really have to type and rely on my hands and writing you know I went to work that Tuesday I couldn't really write um at that time you know my my um physical stamina was starting to come back but I still took it a bit easy but like I couldn't really write well you know writing all slow um typing hurt for like until like that maybe thursday or friday maybe i could you know could could start typing again kind of normally so basically you know like i couldn't really type on my smartphone even like now my left thumb it was kind of scaring me because like if i bent my thumb in it was like twitching all crazy until like a few days ago um you know still even now like my i can feel there's still a little bit of like soreness in them left over you know um uh they're like because my family's not used to me being sick they're like you might have like nerve damage oh my god and i'm like yo just chill man i'll be fine you know um so so yeah so basically for like a week i was pretty much out of commission and then but you know and especially just taking it easy just resting because this past weekend i took a road trip with my family we had planned to take a, a hot spring vacation so I kind of wanted to, you know, conserve my energy and get ready for that because, you know, I, that's kind of like a, a a really big thing. So me, my wife and my son, um, I use this car sharing app here in Japan. It's kind of like Turo if you have that in your, in your country, um, which is like, you know, Airbnb for cars. But they have a Japanese version of it. So I use that for the first time because um, there was this car that I've been really, really wanting to drive for years. You know, it was kind of like, not my dream car, but like my goal car um, that has really been my motivation pushing me forward in my work and all that stuff. Like that that image of, of that. And I got it, you know. And as soon as I stepped into the car, I looked at it and was like, oh, great, my priorities have changed. Like, I, this is completely impractical for my life right <laughs> for right now. So, fuck it. This car's out the way. I don't want this shit anymore. But it was fun to drive, you know. And, and uh, my wife was happy. And my son was like, hey, new car, new car, yay. And then, then, he, then the next day we got back. He was like, where's the new car? And I was like, <laughs> I was like this shit's gone. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. He's just completely confused. Um so yeah, so like now 
you know, I, I, that was like a Sunday and a Monday. And, you know, as you know, I normally record on a Sunday. So I was pretty much out of commission, um, you know, just taking it easy, just resting up before the trip, getting to bed early, not, re- not really doing any work. Like, I'm just now starting to get things back on the ball with my Japanese content uh, and stuff like that. So I'm like way behind on all that. But, you know, I just, it is what it is. So I'm just starting to get like recording and stuff like that. And, um editing again like i'm just starting to use the computer again and stuff like that after like a week and a half almost two weeks pretty much so about a week and a half so so that's brings you up to date to why this episode is late and again like like i said thank goodness i recorded the previous episode um so er like early because um i was at least able to you know a few days later just to like um put it out you know just just throw it up there with with just i again i didn't really edit it so well i might not even edit this one so well i might just look at the times the one something on 115 i'll probably do it tomorrow morning um but but yeah at least i was able to get it get it up you know that was the most important thing just to get it up so i was happy about that and um we kind of you know back on schedule so let, let me um this 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 audio is kind of peaking quite a bit. Again, I, I'll listen to it. If if this um audio is kind of bad, my apologies. I'm just just looking at the levels of it. I turned it up a bit just to see what it's like, but um I'm getting a little bit anxious by seeing what these levels are. But but we'll, we'll take a look at it again. It's you know I'd like to make it a bit easier for you guys to hear without any distortion. So I'll see what I'll see what happens. But anyway. I got I got another um let me I got a few things for you um and first things first again questions for keel at gmail.com rod thank you again for yeah I, I just I just said your for I can't remember if I said your first name last time but yeah, Rod. I'll just call you Rod. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, did, you, did I say your name? But, mm, I mean, Rod's cool. You know, there's a bunch of Rods. There's Rod Stewart. There's Rods everywhere. Okay. Um, Rod sent me another email, which much appreciated. Again, keep them coming. Somebody's emailing me. Somebody's out there listening. <laughs> Again, if, if anyone wants to send me an email, uh, questions for keel at gmail.com. You know, it's always, my door is always open. But Rod had a few things that he mentioned that um, he brought up, a few really good points that he brought up that I wanted to talk about. Then I'll get to our product review, then um, set up a few uh, videos I got for you, and then we'll get out of here. Um, but basically, um, first thing Rod was talking about um, was, uh, you know, as far as sponsorship goes, the idea about me setting up a Patreon account. And uh, thanks for that idea, Rod. I did think about Patreon before, um, but I don't think it's for me. And let me explain why. So um, looking at people who do Patreon accounts, and I'm not against it at all. Like I'm, I think it's cool, a great idea and cool for people who do it. But those people are all in on the thing that they're doing and they want to do it full time, right? But I've said before, this is kind of my hobby, you know, and um, I know personally, like, you know, it's, it, if you my take on Patreon is like if you got a Patreon account, 
is kind of becomes your job and you guys would become my bosses pretty much, right? Like I would have to be putting out content, putting out podcasts, even if like I make, you know, more than enough money to support myself or like on, um, you know, on a daily basis, it doesn't really match my image of my life, of, of the life that I want to have, of my dream, you know, because I would like I couldn't just take a week or two weeks off and just like put out no content, you know, and um, like say, all right, I'm just going to go on vacation with my family, you know, like y'all would be pissed off, right? <laughs> like if this type of situation, I get sick for a week and a half and I'm on Patreon, people would be like, yo, what the fuck? Where's the kill? We paying this money. What's he doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I would have to put up something. I'd be like sick on my pillow. Like, yo, you guys, sorry. And if it happened a few times, like it wouldn't be a good value um, proposition for either of us. Like I would feel pressured to do stuff. And um, I think you all would feel a certain type of way if I don't put out content, you know, on a ti- in a timely manner. Right now, the way I'm doing things with, you know, the sponsorship thing, like I, I feel I feel good about it because like I'm not, re- I realize with my business as well, like here in Japan, like I'm not a sales sales type of person. I don't like that feeling of trying to push sales on someone. I like things to happen naturally, you know, and, and in my career so far, I've gotten that way by 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 just giving value to people and you know naturally it comes back like whenever i try to make things happen it just goes completely fuck fucked up i'm not i'm just i just realize that's not my personality some people are like that some people aren't i'm one of the person i do best when i'm just giving value without with 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 you know the expectation like hey whenever the correct timing is it'll come back i'm like a farmer i'm not really like the hunter type of person so um yeah, and in my business now is like I was saying in my in my company now. When I was like, you know, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna sell it. I'm gonna sell stuff, and everyone's gonna love it. And you know, and it, um, that's not my my personality at all, and it did not work out at all. So now, me putting out content for Japanese people and stuff like that is in my bag, and I'm, you know, I got my life and whatever, and I'm doing this stuff, and you know, I know one day it's gonna come back, and when it, even if it doesn't, if it takes one year, two year, five years, ten years, whatever, when it, you know, I'm completely happy now and I'll be completely happy, you know, when it comes back. And so that's how I want it to be with this podcast as well. Um, you know, because I want to be able to go, like, go, if I'm like, yo, I'm going on vacation, you guys, like, I'll holler at y'all in, like, a couple of weeks. Psh, you know, that that's kind of, um, and I know I, I, from, I would feel like I'm cheating you guys if I took a Patreon account, you know, because I'm not willing to invest myself in in, in put out the stuff to, to match the value that I would receive from getting a Patreon account. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I would want to be doing you know, animated videos. I would want to be wanting to put stuff on YouTube, put stuff on Instagram. You just take a look at my shitty-ass Instagram. <laughs> you understand why. That's just not, uh, you know. I like. I would want to match my image of how I'd like the podcast to be with, um, with um, you know, your efforts in supporting me in it. And um, that would make you guys my bosses. And... One another thing I realized about me myself is I don't want I don't want to have a boss. Like I want to be my own man, you know. In in whatever I do, I, I'm a kind of a on the low. I'm kind of a control freak. I kind of realize that too. I don't I don't like to control other people, but I like to be able to control myself. Like you know, what I'm saying what I do is, is kind of um, my personality. So 
Um, I'm not, I don't need people to go with me, but I'm going to go left on my own and nobody trying to stop me. So, so, I mean, thank you um, for the idea, but, but, um, that was probably an overdrawn explanation of it, but, um, that's pretty much the reason why I don't think it fits me. I am real. I, I like the format that we have now. Um, another thing you sent me was about, um, housing here and abandoned dwellings. I've seen there's some, there's some YouTube information about uh, abandoned houses in Japan and pretty much some government subsidies, government programs where you essentially can, um, you know, there's a lot of different versions of it, but either get the house for free or get a lot of subsidies or things like that to promote um, uh, countryside areas in Japan. I was thinking about this, you know, again, do your own research on it. Um, I'll just give you a little background on me on this subject. So about seven years ago when I was trying to like, you know, invest and think of something, and you know, um, my dad, when in the past, like he was in like way in the eighties was into like foreclosures and foreclosed housing and stuff like that. And so that's always been a thing. Like I've been kind of curious about, especially in Japan. So I started, I was looking into it with, with myself and with a friend at the time. And, you know, cause like there's so many houses here and things like that. And just, so eventually talking to people in real estate, you know, uh, where where I realized from my side, again, don't let me discourage anyone from anything, is the real estate market in Japan is really funny. So if you don't know, you know, because of the depopulation and, and, and the urbanization of Japan, there's a lot of cities that are really, really struggling with depopulation, aging populations. And pretty much, go, you know, like cities that are just basically ghost cities. You have like, you know, relatives or... Um, descendants who's inherited these houses in these small areas you know who that are shuttered no one lives there the populations are shrinking in a lot of, in a lot of these small towns it's really become like a, a on the low crisis here in japan and you know to encourage people to move into those areas some uh, local governments are, are coming up with creative ways to try and incentivize people to like occupy by these houses you know and you know bring in tax income and things like that now the thing is though um a couple of things so just general again general inf real estate information in japan um a lot of these houses are going to be kind of in small isolated areas and um, small towns and things like that. Japan, the Japanese real estate market is, I actually remember I was, one of my students, I taught to teach him like once, twice a year. But he's a really cool dude, surfer dude, lives in California. He's got a condo in Hawaii, house in LA, you know, here in Japan. Really, really cool dude. He's like 50 something. He looks like he's my, you know, he looks and talks like he's my age. I teach his daughter and his wife sometimes too, but... Um, he one time he really broke down because I was one to know. So he broke it down to me, you know, what is an attractive real estate um, property here and what isn't. And pretty much what it is, is in a major urban area, 15, like a popular train station, less than 15 minutes from less than 15 minutes from a train station. You know, in, in, in depending on the area, this is, again, very generalized information is going to be an attractive property. Generally, especially in the Tokyo uh, metropolitan area, normally typically a hub train station or something like that. Generally speaking, those are that property market is red hot here in Japan. All of the it's like night and day. The unattractive properties are ice cold, right? So that's kind of what's going on. Nobody wants the unattractive properties, and people with money, everyone's funneling towards the the kind of popular 
or, you know, properties that are basically money in the bank, pretty much. So, no, you can't, you know, like, you're not going to be able to, if, if you if if you want to buy a property or a house to say you got a house in Japan, like, let's say you're an engineer, you know, you can work, you know, from a computer, you enjoy the countryside, you got some savings, I would say, hey, go for it. But if you're like, whoa, I can buy a house in Japan and then flip it or do something, no. That's not going to work. Another reason why is because in Japan, which I had to change my thinking for as well, um, generally speaking, especially these type of properties that we're, that we're talking about, there is no value in the house itself. Like, Japanese people do not value the house. They value the land, right? And that's like a general, it's an overgeneralization, but it's a general thing that you need to kind of like, get in your head a bit because for me it's completely different like in america you know the house has some value generally speaking like you know houses stay up for years and you know um decades you know sometimes even centuries and so when you value a property you value the house as well as the land but here in japan no like most of the time like when they're appraising like when people are looking to buy a house looking to buy a property they'll just like destroy the house and then build one up from scratch because i've heard it's kind of a shinto thing that newness is a very important thing here trust me don't even get me started on newness i don't have the time to go on it you know but newness is an important thing like buying new things is a very strong concept here in japan so there's kind of a stigma on used things here um you know and and having a used house, for example, people want to have it built to their specifications. If you look at the car market, I, I saw a mini documentary on cars uh, a few months ago that was really interesting. There are cars as well. Cars are really made to order here in Japan. Like you're not just going to go to a parking lot. Uh, the average Japanese person is not going to go to a car dealership and be like, hey, give me the red one. No, they're going to sit down. They're going to pick out all their options, all their wheels, all everything, and then buy it that way, you know. Um, that's like the typical salary man, quote unquote, type person is going to do it that way, you know, and same thing for a house. I've heard s- countless students tell me, you know, they'll go in, they're not just going to be like, hey, give me that house over there. They can, they'll buy the property, then they'll go to like an architect who will spend weeks, maybe even months designing every detail of their house. They'll get a 35 year mortgage. Yes, a 35 year mortgage. Um, and you know they'll basically pay that off they're not expecting to sell the house at a profit that's another thing as well like pretty much until recently with now that the real estate market is heating up in the past what six seven years you know up until that point buying a house was because japan is so the japanese economy is so deflationary buying a house was a losing proposition in a lot of different situations like as soon as you move into the house it was like when i came to japan it was kind of like almost a given like as soon as you buy a property you're already in the red you know pretty much you're losing money as soon as you buy a house or a condo so you're buying it to live in it. You're not buying it as an investment vehicle. I mean, yeah, after like, you know, 30-something years, you, you pay everything off, then you can kind of just sell it for a you know, lump of cash, but you're not coming out in in the positive in that. You know, that was not the, the established thinking at the time. I mean, things have changed because of like, you know, the economic policy and, and the Japanese, ugh, I won't even get into it. But basically, <laughs> things have changed now, but that's, 
again, in those areas where the, there is some demand, like somewhere way out in Bumblefuck, like, you know, no one's, I don't know, maybe someone might buy it, but no one, uh, if there's no plans for development or nothing like that, no one's even thinking about those houses. That's why there's such, uh, um, you know, a glut of basically dead properties and dead cities. And I was thinking about it too, because when I was, um, you know, on that road trip with my family, you know, we rode through a lot of small towns and things like that. And I was just like, yeesh, lock the doors. She looks like walking dead out here. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, there's like a few people just hanging out, like older people just hanging out, but it literally, it really looks not like dangerous, but it looks like, you know, the town is dying. You can kind of feel it. Like there's no energy coming into it. It's like a little old ass like clothing store with no one in it you know some old lady sitting in there and some fisherman dude just hanging out the front just looking down the street you know in like a docomo shop which is doing business because everyone needs a cell phone and but that's about it so you know it it made me think about rod it made me think about your question again too as i was riding uh, on our way to like the hot spring hotel which i'll probably have to talk about another time um yeah, which is a great, really great experience. I'll probably try and talk about it though in the next episode. Don't hold me to it though, if I, in case I forget. But I'll try to remember to do that. Um, but hopefully that covered all of your answers. Like again, don't let that discourage you from if if you're a person out there listening to this who you know might think about it. Me personally, I am think I in the future I would like to buy a piece of property or piece of land sometime somewhere in the countryside here in Japan. Um, it is kind of one of my personal goals. I just like to have it, you know, and, um, I was thinking about it too. Like, it would be cool. Like I would imagine uh, when I was in the shower, I was thinking about this. Like I was, I would, I've thought about it from time to time. Like I imagine there will be some time in the future where, you know, technology will catch up and, uh, agriculture will be kind of commodity, become commoditized. So you'll basically, anyone will be able to be a farmer, right? You know, if you've watched fucking, what's the name of that movie? Um, interstellar you know the fucking farm robots and shit like that like i imagine that's somewhere down the road so you know if i got a plot of land i can just like plug it in like hey you know pop a cabin on there or something whatever and have my like you know doomsday shelter way out somewhere outside of tokyo in case this shit you know melts down in like a huge fire or earthquake or something and, <laughs> and like and you know be able to like grow some organic food and, and have a robot send it to my family every every couple of months you know um, I think that that would be cool. And um, so that's something, you know, what, 10, 15, 20 years in the future, I would imagine will come down the pipeline. So at that point in time, you never and you never know, these things might swing the other way. Like one of my wife's friends, they moved from Tokyo area to the countryside to start like a, um, a hot pot restaurant in like a small town somewhere. And apparently we're going to go visit them. Motherfuckers. I don't know. <laughs> but, 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 you know, so again, my word isn't like, you know, dogma. Like it, it, these things are going to be kind of fluid. And I do believe there will be a segment of people who get kind of frustrated with the with the increasingly polarized nature that of Japanese society that's coming down the pipeline. And I do see that there are going to be some people who have skills who say, man, fuck living in Tokyo. I'm going to just move to the countryside, get a cheap-ass place, you know, raise my family out here, um, work online, do whatever I can, maybe even become a fucking farmer if they can't, if, you know, they can't 
uh, you know, if, if the job market changes enough too. So that that's a possibility as well. But in the foreseeable future, um, those kind of uh, areas, basically pretty much those areas, if they're trying to encourage people to buy, it's for a reason. In Japan, it is for a reason. You know, you there. I'm sure there are some deals out there, but generally speaking, you know, if you have again, think about it like a sushi restaurant. I think I've talked about it before. If they have, to, if someone has to advertise something here, it's for a reason. So you know, that's that's a way of think, taking it. Okay, let me hurry up. It is is one thirty. Let me hurry up and get you, get something else for you, and then we'll get out of here. One second. Let me set it up. <clears throat> Okay, so our is really late in the episode, but our sponsored, our featured product feature for today is, of course, on Sakura Mart. S A Q R A M A R T dot com. Again, please check the link in the profile for that goodness. Is uh, Kaki no Tane. Now, Kaki no Tane is a really, really, really popular um, snack here, and. Basically, what it is is peanuts and some. I think it's soy fucking snack thing. I don't know what it is. It's like dry soy thing. It looks like little bananas. I don't know what it's supposed to be actually, but um, is it bananas? Huh? Huh? Actually, there's a. I've never taken a look at a detailed look at the package. There is some character on there but it's peanuts like about a ratio of about 20 percent 20 30 percent peanuts to you know 60 uh, 70 80 percent thing whatever that is um you you, you kind of eat them both together it's it's all right you know um it's very popular. If you look, I mean, just even if you, if you don't buy it, it's not my taste. It's like it's not the first thing I would go for. But um, if you're at a house party or something, it's there. If it's there and I'm drinking, I'll reach for it, you know, just because, like, I just have a habit. Um, but Japanese people love it. Like, it's so popular here. Uh, if you do order something which i encourage you to do wink wink <laughs> from sakura mart i would i would encourage you to just buy a pack of these if you're planning on coming to japan just to get a feeling for the taste of it because it, i would say if a japanese person offers you these you should probably eat it you know um if you say like you don't like if if you eat them and you don't and you say you don't like it people will be kind of shocked you're like what it's like you know if you're in America and you say like you don't like apples or something, you know they don't you don't like you know not everyone eats uh, pork. You don't like hamburgers, you know what I'm saying? If, if like do you eat meat, yeah, you, you want a hamburger? No, whoa, that's kind of weird. Or you eat a hamburger and you're like, yeah, it's disgusting, you know, something like that. It's kind of like you know, it's a rough generalization, a rough analogy, but it's kind of similar to that kind of reaction people would have so naturally if it's out i'll just eat it you know i'm not like against it but it's just not my first choice um but you know even if you don't even if you don't just go ahead and check out the link surf around again uh kaki no tan kameda is it's gonna be shown as kameda kaki no tane 200 grams 
Um, again, I'll, I'll put um, the title and as my affiliate link is, of course, in the description for this podcast. Now, um, very, 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 very quickly before we get up out of here, um, because I also have to pack up all this fucking equipment sprawled all over the floor. <laughs> um, um, there's something interesting. Two interesting things, two interesting links. The last couple of links that I have for you. Commercials, right? I haven't talked about commercials in a little bit. And I, I forgot how or why, but just somehow um, rolling through my YouTube timeline, these two commercials came up. The first one is... Oh, yeah. A set of commercials for the Daihatsu Wake I, I really like these commercials. I think both of the both of these links I have for you have English subtitles, I believe. Um, but the the Hatsu Wake commercials, I've, I used to see them come on TV a lot. They're really funny, and it's just like you know showing the features of the um, of the the car in an over um, drama, overly dramatized way. It's funny. Um, you know, the patterns of it, someone, one friend doing some dumb shit, you know, and then he's like, wait, I want, I want, da-da-da. and <laughs> I'm just remembering, yeah, I'm, I'm explaining it totally fucked up, but you know, one guy is like, Hey, I want like a convertible. So he'll like hack off the roof of his car and then like, he'll see his friend pull up in the car, you know, and then he'll just like, what? He's like, yeah, it's a convertible or something. That was the worst explanation ever. Just watch the fucking videos. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, but it's a few of those. Um, they're good. They're, they're good for a laugh, a kick. Um, but the first one is... Um, what's this shit? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Sakeru Gum Series. <laughs> and it's... it's, it's I haven't seen these commercials on TV, I, but... Uh, I remember like a, a while ago, I saw this series of commercials and somehow it popped back up and I saw it again. I was like, oh yeah, let me talk about it on the podcast. My apologies if it, if, it's, if I've talked about it before, I can't remember. But it's like this whole crazy long story. I won't spoil anything, but you know, it's put together in like a series about 10 minutes and it's funny. There is a React, if you know React channel, there's a React video to it. Um, I just won't put that in because not everyone's really into those. But if you want to, I'm sure you, if you type in, you know, uh, Sakeru React channel, that'll also come up as well. Again, like I'm not going to go into too much detail in it because I want you to just to explore it and enjoy it on your own. Um, it's good for a bit of entertainment. Um, you'll definitely, I, I like that kind of humor and I think you'll definitely find it kind of funny, you know, quite a bit of double entendre <laughs> if you know what i'm saying so all right um so again that that brings you up to date on what's going on with me uh so don't worry i'm gonna try and pump out a regular episode uh coming up this weekend i don't think i have anything i'm, I'm working pretty hard through the month so so if it, it, it does come up in a couple of delays sorry but um but yeah but yeah that's it so um again sorry for the delay Thanks for rocking with me though. As always, next episode is coming up as 100 and I have nothing special planned. Please, okay, please don't expect anything special. This is the best you're going to get. I've been trying to like downplay expectations like don't you know, expect like some miracle surprise where the 100th episode is the best one ever. 
don't think that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I will do my best to bring some form of entertainment the best way I can do it. So, all right, y'all. Until next time. Peace.